This is the Hoosier Ag Today Monday morning podcast on the 29th of January 2024. I'm Andy Eubank. Joined today by Eric Pfeiffer and C.J. Miller on the news. The podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. FFBT.com for more or stop by your local branch to talk about your ag operation. In the news, a preview of the new Purdue Crop Chat podcast with Castile and Quinn, and we catch up with Indiana's Discussion Meet Final Four competitor. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin here, too, with a nice week in the weather. And the Friday corn and soybean markets, along with wheat, sold off. Analysis on the way with Brian Basting here on Who's Your Ag Today. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. For many of you here in Indiana, agriculture is your life's work and legacy. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Throughout my career, I've been immersed in Indiana agriculture and appreciate the role that ACI plays on behalf of Indiana agribusinesses. ACI is the proactive voice for agribusiness, and we invite you to join us in our mission. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Bids are being accepted now for 346 acres of Indiana farmland. Halderman Real Estate Services brings you an opportunity to own top quality farmland in Carroll County, featuring four sizable tracts of tillable cropland and grain bin totaling over 346 acres. Visit halderman.com for information on the Flora Group Legacy Auction. Bids will be accepted until January. January 31st at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Visit Halderman.com or call A.J. Jordan, 317-697-3086. Equal housing opportunity. Indiana Farm Bureau's discussion meet winner reaches the national Final Four and planting dates having a big impact on yield results. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag Today. Last week, we told you all about Kylie Wheeler, the winner of Indiana Farm Bureau's discussion meet during their convention last December. Not only did Kylie compete among other top state winners at the national discussion meet during the American Farm Bureau convention last week in Salt Lake City, she made it all the way to the final four. C.J. Miller has more. You know, I'm not an emotional person, but I I did tear up a little bit there. I was so excited to get the opportunity to compete on that final round. And that was Kylie after finishing fourth in the national discussion meet. She says she put in a great deal of preparation ahead of the competition. I reached out to producers in Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, California, Georgia. I was really trying to expand my knowledge and gain a better understanding of issues that are happening around the country. One of the topics that Kylie had to speak about during the Final Four round was water issues. It's a topic that has become an important one for Hoosiers with the proposed LEAP district that Governor Holcomb and others are trying to set up to pull millions of gallons of water each day from the Tippecanoe County area south to Boone County. And actually, I referenced our LEAP project and the fact that we're seeing water quantity issues for the first time right in my opening statement. 
you know, I feel like I was able to bring that up right away to say, yes, typically in Indiana, this hasn't been an issue, but it is now. And how can we model maybe some of our policies and some of our stances off of the states like Utah and Idaho who have been seeing these issues for years. You can hear my full conversation with Kylie Wheeler at HoosierAgToday.com and on the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app. I'm C.J. Miller. Purdue Extension's Dan Corn Quinn and Soybean Sean Castile are back with another episode of the Purdue Crop Chat Podcast found now at HoosierAgToday.com. We discuss record yields for Indiana corn and soybeans in 23 and what to plan for in 24. Planting dates are playing a big role in yield results if May ends up as wet as Hat Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin is calling for now. I asked Quinn if he'd rather have April 15th planted corn or June 5th. He says June 5th all day. We saw it last year. I had some corn trials that were planted June 1st, and they were, you know, really good yields. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just they got planted into really good conditions, and the ground was warm, and it shot out of the ground, right? We always talk about that. You know, I could plant April 15th, and I could plant May 10th, and based on if it turned off cold after April 15th, that crop is probably not coming out that much later on May 10th than what it would be in April 15th. And, And with corn, right, you know, beans getting them in early, you know, if you lose, say, 5-10% of your stand with beans, that's a different story than losing 5-10% of your stand with corn as well. Um, it's just not going to compensate to that that level. Castile says the more timely planted soybeans have been yielding better over the past several years, where we've seen statewide record averages. April 15th is a pretty good time for those. I'm not pulling the trigger per se April 15th just because it's that date. If we're getting sidewall compaction, if we're smearing all that. But uh, I certainly think it goes back to in 23, we had great stand establishment, able to weather the dry side of it. It's going to be the same thing in terms of, okay, if it does turn off wet, you want a plant that's already there, established root systems to kind of go through that, especially if it's going to be wet. I think that helps out in a number of ways. You think about any of the seedling diseases that could come into this. I definitely have been one, when you're looking at timely planting beans, to have a fungicide seed treatment out there. We discuss much more, including fashion on the farm. Yes, you heard that right. Fashion. On the Purdue Crop Chat. Download it now wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Farm Credit Mid America believes that your crop insurance should be maximized to address what's important to you. With their data optimized decision tool, you can build a policy custom fit to your operations goals. Using your past production data, their tool, which they have exclusive access to in their territory, maps out future events, helping you choose the perfect policy time, coverage level, and options for you. All guided by their crop insurance agents. To learn more, visit fcma.com slash crop dash insurance. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity provider. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. (laughs) (laughs) To agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. (laughs) Listen now on all platforms. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. We take a look at the forecast update here across the Hoosier State. Pretty doggone nice week this week, and let me just say it's about time, all right? Uh, We're looking at warmer air trying to take control here over the area for the entirety of the week. Now, today, 
is going to be mild, and I think we actually break through the cloud cover. It's been a tough thing to do over the weekend and even back into last week. I can't remember when the last time we saw decent sun was. It's been a while. But I think we see clouds break for sunshine today. There is a minor trough that wants to usher down in some slightly cooler air for tomorrow. And because of that, I have to allow for a little bit of precipitation. A few hundreds to a few tenths can fall over Indiana with about 60% coverage. It's by far not a big deal, but I do think we have to keep the clouds and moisture in the forecast for Tuesday. It's gone. By the time we get to Wednesday, the cold air tries to move out, and we go to a much warmer setup then as we move from Thursday on through the end of the week. So Wednesday, a transition day. Thursday is a mild, Friday it looks mild, and then going into the end of the week, Saturday, Sunday, a major weather system passes by to our south, but I think we stay dry up here. The thing is, part of the reason why we stay dry is cool air sagging back southward across the Great Lakes again, and so that's going to take our temperatures back down closer to normal for this uh, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, early Monday time frame. We don't necessarily get to see the mild air hold all the way through. Then we see the cold air go through Monday and Tuesday of next week. Chilly, but not super cold. And I think as we move into the extended 11 to 16 day forecast window, we're going to be seeing another system try and come out of the Four Corners region. Once again, has potential to try and make it this way, but could stay farther south if this cool air mass wants to stay entrenched over the Great Lakes all the way up to Hudson Bay. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. It was a sell-off. This is Who's Your Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Friday Farm Market Review. Corn, soybeans, and wheat lower all day long. Settlements from how we ended the day coming up. We'll begin, though, with market analysis, and I grabbed that near the end of trade from Brian Basting at Advanced Trading. Brian, we're going out of the week with uh, a whimper to the downside as we're looking at double-digit losses in soybeans and wheat futures as well. All of that pulling the corn market down. Why the weakness? Well, we had some bearish news yesterday, Andy, from the Buenos Aires uh, Grain Exchange. They increased the size of their projections uh, for corn and soybeans, corn increased 1.5 million tons. Last year was 34 million tons. Their estimate for this year is now 56 and a half. And the soybeans uh, last year were 25 million tons, and it's now 52, so more than double on the soybeans. So just a lot of uh, production potential, underline the word potential. We haven't made those crops down there, and they do need some rain moving into February, but uh, that caught the market's attention. Uh, moving into the end of the week here. Also, a very negative export sales report on Thursday for soybeans, which has damaged the market for the time being. Are there any longer-term implications of what those numbers have to say? Yeah, that's a good question. We're seeing the, the harvest progress in the northern state of Mato Grosso in Brazil progress faster than normal. Now, they are getting some rain this week, which may slow things down, but the bottom line is, is that the faster that that harvest proceeds, the quicker those beans will work their way in the world market. Bottom line is, is that the window for U.S. exports of beans in the world market is starting to close, and it'll close pretty rapidly once we get into the last half of February, first half of March, as those Brazilian beans work in the pipeline. Now, again, it's not like a light switch and you know, they're lining up vessels today, but uh, as the harvest proceeds, uh, users will be more patient uh, to, to buy cheaper beans, um, and the base is breaking pretty hard in Brazil right now. 
So uh, the market uh, overseas buyers are looking for those cheaper origins in Brazil's top of the list right now. Chicago wheat, some losses this week. What do you make of that? Yeah, just searching for demand. We had a decent export sales report yesterday, but it is lower uh, than the previous week, down 36% from last week. But last week's was a stellar number. But um, I, I just think that uh, we're, we're not seeing much bullish news, Andy, as, as straightforward as that sounds. Uh, the crop conditions here in the U.S., particularly out west in Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, much better than a year ago at this time when those areas were suffering from drought. Uh, a lot of that drought has been removed out west. Of course, here in the Midwest, we've got plenty of moisture now. Um, maybe not the best start that we could have hoped for in terms of a little bit of late planting of this soft red winter crop here uh, in the eastern uh, eastern Corn Belt. Uh, but um, I think it's just a market that's searching for demand right now. And uh, we've still got now, I should say, the southern hemisphere crops are working their way into the world pipeline. Smaller crop in Australia than a year ago, but not a, not a disaster. So those supplies are going to compete with U.S., and we've got um, crops coming on soon from Argentina, which will compete with the U.S. So we are in a fierce export battle here, Andy. We'll get some sales here and there, but and then we've got cheaper corn, too. So we're, we're, uh, the wheat market's struggling to, to get any uh, foothold in the feed market uh, Uh, just uh, searching for demand. Brian Basting, Market Analysis. Brian is with Advanced Trading, and his number is 309-664-2314. On the Hat Friday Farm Market Review, a nickel and a half lower on the March and May corn contracts. March drops to 446 and a quarter, May 455 and three quarters. 13 and three quarters down on March beans, 1209 and a quarter. May contract 1216 and a quarter, losing 14 cents. And a 12 cent drop on Friday for March wheat, six dollars and a quarter cent at settlement time. The meat markets did go higher, up 72 for February live cattle at 178.45, and February lean hogs 74.92, up 62. I'm Andy Eubank with the Friday review. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's most listened to farm network.